You're listening to the Close to Home Podcast, where we believe your home should feel like your favorite place, not just a space. Tune in to get your questions answered, hear from experts, and learn the newest trends, how-tos, and stories to live your best life at home. If you're ready to learn about the housing market, get your financial house in order, be entertained, or make your best life at home, this show is for you. Now here's your host, realtor, educator, investor, and dog lover, Brennan Klaus. Welcome back to the Close to Home podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, super excited to have a repeat visitor here, Tatiana Sawyer. My, um, I believe I referred to you before as my personal, my personal and business finance guru, <laughs> my coach um, for all things business and personal finance. Um, welcome back, Tatiana. Great to be back. Thanks for joining us. Tell us again, um, for those that didn't listen to the first episode, a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. So I help small businesses grow, um, increase their profits, stabilize their cash flow, proactively reduce their taxes. So basically I handle all things, bookkeeping, accounting, finance, um, finances, and taxes. I'm based out of a suburb in New York State, um, but I work with clients all over the country. Yeah, I would say you're even uh, part therapist as well, emotional support, (laughs) (laughs) because money is emotional, (laughs) Absolutely, as you and I both know. Well, thanks again for being here, and um, today we are talking all about debt, so a kind of scary topic when you think about it, but want to talk a little bit about why small business owners have debt and what they can do to overcome that and some things that you've seen in your profession when you've helped people with these items. Um, So kind of want to first start out and just talk about like what types of debt do you see and why do small businesses accumulate debt in your opinion? Well, in my experience, small business owners often get carried away So there are several reasons. So one of them is people get carried away. They think that their next big project will plug the holes in their cash flow, will enable them to pay off their um, bills, business bills, um, and et cetera. So they borrow, borrow and borrow. And then sometimes issues happen. The next project um, comes and then they're stuck again in the same situation. Part of it is also that because is that people make emotional decisions. People purchase, make purchases based on emotions, especially expensive purchases. I mean, I've been there myself. Um, long to, long time ago, when I had very limited budget, I would a couple of days before my birthday would be walking by a shoe store, and I'd be like, you know what? I deserve this. I worked so hard. Um, I see these expensive shoes. I love them. I can afford to, to get them for myself. It's my birthday. And that kind of situation repeats for other reasons and other situations as well. Yep. We've all been there. So um, that's kind of how it originates. But then the accumulation of debt is a combination of those things. And then the getting out of it is usually made harder because of lack of strategy, lack of um, planning, 
So like this, you know, this uh, crisis, the coronavirus crisis that we've had kind of um, gave us a great example. So some folks made decisions, you know, I have to charge my rent. I can't afford to not stay in business. Other folks approached their landlords and said, listen, work with me. I want to stay in business. Give me a reduction for a couple of months or accrue it for a couple of months. Let me get out of this um, situation. So lack of strategy and planning is probably another big reason for the debt accumulating and kind of snowballing into this huge thing that you can digest. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I've been in both situations where, you know, as a realtor, you're always given new opportunities to advertise like, oh, get new clients this way, get new clients that way. And so you think, oh, I'll just spend a little bit more money and then I can pay those bills off. And what you forget is that it also takes work and strategy. And then the emotional part as well, just like, you know, you, you know, um, where you think, you know, it's kind of like when you get paid the first day that you get your paycheck in and you're like, oh, it's so exciting. It feels so great to have this money. Now I can go spend it. And it is something that's really emotionally driven. Um, so I feel like people can really relate to that. And then as far as, you know, not having the strategy or thinking about it, or even thinking of different ways, like you mentioned with the rent example of getting around certain things, as opposed to just taking out debt or accumulating it. Do you generally see that most small business owners have a specific type of debt or, um, like, is it specifically credit cards? Is it small business loans or is it a mixture of both? It's usually a mixture of both, depending on the nature of the business. So for product-based businesses, it probably is more on the bank loan side or a line of credit or a combination of, of both. Um, when it comes to service-based businesses, it's usually credit cards um, and maybe a little bit of the bank line of credit, for example. Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of leads me into my next question. Do you think there's good and bad debt? And can there be both? Sure. Um, I There are only about three situations where I think the debt is good. In general, I'm very conservative when it comes to spending money. It doesn't mean that I'm cheap or stingy. It just means that I'm very careful and strategic, and I encourage my clients to be the same way. Be strategic in terms of your spending. Will that program really set you apart? Will that program... You, really make a difference in your business or is it something that you really want to do personally and you're excited about that and again back to the emotional um, component of it so the kind of being true with yourself is important and saying you know what even if it's an emotionally driven purchase or even if it's an emotionally driven decision acknowledge that acknowledge that you're making this decision based on the emotion now going back to the bad and good debt usually Debt is bad, but there are but there are three situations where I feel that debt can be a good thing. Number one is a real estate investment. If you're purchasing real estate to rent out, um, having a mortgage gives you leverage and gives you an ability to be an investor in several properties instead of one. So you can buy a property for three hundred thousand dollars and own it outright and rent it out and just keep the cash. Or you can buy three properties and diversify your risk and diversify your um, exposure um, and have a mortgage on the rest um, 
or you can buy maybe five properties with $60,000 down and, you know, having the deduction to be tax, tax deductible is also, um, also great. So it's a good tool for real estate investments. Now, the second one is a business acquisition or customer list acquisition. That's something that you will invest money today, but that will ev- immediately start generating a return on investment. So that's a good opportunity for you to grow your business to make that big jump while um, leveraging it. Typically, businesses borrow to finance those acquisitions. So either it's a, whether it's a customer list acquisition or a business acquisition, typically it's leveraged. Um, and I guess the third one would be, again, an investment in yourself. And what I mean by that is I hired a coach a couple of years ago and I couldn't afford the coach at the time and I had to prepay for the six month session. I had a gut feeling that this coaching will help me grow my business, help me fine tune my offer, my system, help me work less with fewer clients, but provide higher value and get paid more. Now that was an investment that I've made and I've decided, you know what? Yes, it's a risky investment, but I'm not going to let myself even look back. I'm going to push as hard as I possibly can to make this happen. And I did, and it worked. So that being said, I don't feel that necessarily every coaching program is needed right now. Um, I feel that it's a, a return on investment analysis that you have to perform, and it's your duty to perform that analysis, to look at, okay, so I'm going to invest this money. What is it going to give me? What are the specific results that I'm looking to obtain? That's the kind of the only scenario for, for that situation. Absolutely. Yeah. So all debt is bad aside from three is what you're saying. So investment in real estate, which I didn't pay you to say, but I think the, <laughs> the meta point there is investment in something where you can get a return basically by renting it out or diversifying. Um, second is an acquisition of a customer list or a way to grow your business immediately where you'll see immediate results. And then third, investing in yourself. So whether that's coaching um, or some other self-investment that you're doing to really um, help hold you accountable or grow and strategize in new ways. Those are the three good debts you can have. Yeah. Absolutely. And so for people who um, maybe have lacked the strategy in the past and then gone into debt, what are some actionable steps that you think that business owners can take to bounce back from debt while still building and growing their business? I think that strategy and planning are probably key, but those are words that are kind of used often. And I feel like sometimes they're even overused a little bit, a little bit. What that means for debt reduction is you need to be strategic about every single piece of debt that you have. Profit First is a system that will allow you to reduce your debt, be profitable today if you stick to it. Consolidating debts, possibly negotiating down if you know that your current business will not sustain that debt repayment are, are good strategies. 
But in order to accomplish anything, you have to understand what your cash flow situation looks like for the next 12 months. So you need to create a quote unquote budget, but it's really not a budget. It's more of a cash flow projection, realistic cash numbers for money coming in and money going out every month for the next 12 months. And then the bottom line will give you an ability to see how much cash you will have at the end of every month and how much, you know, given that you meet the sales projections and the expense projections, you, you stay under budget, you bring in enough sales at the end of the month, that's the cash you're going to have. And then you can plan. Okay. So in three months, I see that I can have $60,000 uh, at the end of the month. I will take 20 and I'll pay down this debt. Let's say nine months from now, I will have a hundred thousand dollars. I will reserve some of the money for, you know, for future unexpected um, scenarios. And then I'll pay down 15,000 of this credit card, 20,000 of this loan and things like that. You get the, the idea of how um, I would recommend doing. And I've seen folks do it this way successfully and reduce debt from a million to 500,000 in three years. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. So kind of what you're saying is Profit First advocates for separating your, well, first of all, looking at your cash flow based on your projected sales and separating that into your reserve fund and your then debt payoff fund. So once you know what you'll have, you can put some towards each. So that allows you to continue growing your business while also paying off debt. Is there a specific amount you recommend as a percentage that you pay off debt each time you have money to do that? Or is it really case by case? So Profit First has a very specific percentage system. So you can follow that. It's pretty good. Um, a couple of my clients have used it very successfully to reduce and or eliminate debt. But uh, one thing that I want to kind of caution you about is if you get the next chunk of money and you pay all of the debt that you have, it's great, but may make you feel great for a little bit. But then what can happen is that if you don't plan your cash flow for the next month or two, you can end up borrowing right back from that credit card or loan or line of credit. So that you're back to the same scenario. So that doesn't work as well. So it has to be strategic. Not all the folks um, do cash flow planning, but I encourage everyone to do it. Profit First System doesn't really teach you to do cash flow projection, but it does teach you to take, I don't know, start with 1% and put 1% in each of the five accounts and don't borrow from it. Um, so it's a very good system to get you into the habit of it. I adapt this system to every client because clients get paid differently. And the classic system is to shift the money away on the 10th and 25th of the month. But I actually adapt it to each client because like, for example, like you are a real estate agent. So you get paid when you get paid. You can't transfer on the 25th or the 10th. You should transfer as soon as you get your next commission check. Mm -hmm. Same thing with like retailers who sell online every day. For them, it makes sense to shift money every day into certain accounts because if they wait until the 25th of the month it may be a huge chunk that they really can't afford to shift so those are the kind of in a nutshell the strategies that i use and recommend and work with businesses to reduce their debt and to get into a better position be profitable and kind of stay um disciplined 
and aware and, you know, kind of get into the same rhythm that we've talked about before of getting this in, in place. And that rhythm alone creates clarity and creates confidence and takes away the anxiety that folks feel about money. Definitely. Like you said, face it until you make it, not fake it until you yeah, make it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so um, that's super helpful. And from people that you've seen overcome debt and that you've coached through that, is there any pattern you see between those people? Like, is there an identifiable trait that you see? I think there are a couple. I feel like once you face it, once you come to terms with the fact that whatever business you start, whatever venture you start, if you know your money, you will always be ahead of everybody else who doesn't. But there's also a trait uh, that I've noticed um, of the mindset, the mindset of there is no other option. I'm going to be debt free in X number of years, depending on the debt size and, and everything. And I'm going to make it happen. And I'm going to scrutinize every expense on my list. I'm going to push hard to get more sales without investing a lot of money to get those sales. I mean, those are just examples, but the mindset of I'm going to make this happen. I know how to do this. I'm not afraid of my numbers and there's no other option for me. I'm not even looking back. That probably has been the most powerful transformation for the person that I've worked with, for people that I've worked with um, kind of across the board. Yeah, that mindset of getting into, there's no other option. I have to do this and I will, and I'm going to continue to sell or produce or whatever they might be doing um, to get to that point. So you think primarily it's actually about mindset and then those other strategic smaller items are really just in execution. Is Would yeah. you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. So fascinating. We can get out of anything we set our mind to basically. Yeah. Our minds are set up for success according to science. So even if we're kind of in a bad position today, or even if we got hit hard or wherever we may be, our brains are programmed to search for a solution, to search for a better state of mind, better state of everything. So just give your brain the goal and it will work towards giving you ideas on how to solve this problem or how to navigate around this, this issue that you have or debt that you have and how to be creative. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it'll give you those solutions that you need to get where you want to go. Well, anything else you think our listeners should know about debt? Uh, no debt is good, despite um, what the financial industry may tell you. <laughs> Banks do make money on debt, so uh, be aware of that. And if you have debt, just keep working at it. Understand every penny that's go coming out of your bank account. Why is it going out? What's the purpose? What are you getting in return? And just keep working, keep plowing. Yeah. Yeah. We all have debt or have had or will have in the future. So I think everyone's not alone in this and that um, there is there are ways to overcome it and we can all do it basically. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, will you tell everyone a little bit about how to find you and reach you um, 
after this show. Sure. So um, you can follow me. You can go to my website, tatianasoyer.com, and sign up to follow my tribe. You will be the first to know about any announcements that we make. I'm launching a couple of trainings for small business owners, for business owners-to-be, and other free trainings and podcasts and just resources that are that will help you navigate in this um, complicated business world um, and make your business more bulletproof, make you more cash stable and reach your dreams really. So go to tatianasoyer.com, sign up for announcements. My book is also going to come out next year. So you'll get a notification once you sign up and uh, follow my Facebook page as well, Tatiana Sawyer. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for being with us. We'll link to your info in the show notes and um, stay debt free, everyone out there or try. And if you are in debt, you can overcome it. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Close to Home podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at closetohomepodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend and be sure to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts. You can also find us on social media with the hashtag Close to Home Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, it's Brennan. I'd love to get this podcast into the earbuds of other people just like you. Will you do me a favor and head over to Apple Podcasts right now and leave me a review? All you have to do is find that purple Apple Podcasts app, go to Close to Home, and leave me a review. I'd really greatly appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in.